Merry Christmas. It is wonderful to be with you here tonight. Um, as I, I often say, um, you should be rejoicing that you were not here at four o'clock. Um, this is, is the most beautiful and prayerful of all of the masses that we have, and I'm so grateful to be with you tonight. The angel appears to the shepherds and announces good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the heart of that good news is today a savior is born for you as, as we sung in the responsorial psalm. The good news of great joy is meant for all people and that, that phrase, it, it doesn't only mean in that time for all of the people living in Bethlehem, it meant for all of the people in the world at that time, and it meant for all the people who would ever live in the world of any time. Good news of great joy. Today, a Savior is born for you. What that Savior would look like, what he would do, how he would act, what, what it would look like for him to save us, all of that, was described in a, in a prophetic way, incredibly beautifully, by Isaiah. Isaiah is the prophet of Advent. Most of the scripture readings that the church turns to in the Old Testament throughout Advent comes from Isaiah. Isaiah lived and prophesied in a time of great trial for Israel, when things were difficult and hard, and the people uh, initially were being warned to, to come back to the Lord, lest their, their life of, of sinfulness lead them so far away from the Lord that they would end up becoming slaves to their enemies. That happened. I, Isaiah was active in a time when things were such a mess that it seemed like the Lord was just giving Isaiah word after word after word. We heard from him tonight in the first reading. But elsewhere, Isaiah tells us what that Savior will do. And he gives us a glimpse of what the good news is that is great joy for all people. And there, there's so much that fills Isaiah's writings, but in one place in particular, he gets into the specifics of what it's going to look like. And I, I want to look at that just quickly with you, praying that we ourselves would find in this promise, fulfilled in Christ, good news of great joy for us. And so, Isaiah says first, the Savior has been sent to bring good news to the poor. And that's not just those who are living in physical poverty. It's good news to those who are poor in the deepest sense of us standing before God, utterly needy, utterly dependent on Him, standing before God, unable to save ourselves, so messed up in our sin, struggling so much to love, that we stand before God in the deepest poverty that, that you could ever imagine. And Isaiah says, when the Savior comes, he will bring glad tidings to the poor. Well, what, what, what are the glad tidings? What's the good news? If I'm standing before God, and I'm just utterly poor before him, and I've got nothing to show for myself. 
I can't come before him with, with lots of good works and things to say, aren't you proud of me? What's the good news? The good news is this. He comes to us exactly in that poverty. He doesn't pretend it isn't there, but it's exactly because we are so needy that he comes. And the, the good news is this, that for all of those who struggle thinking that, that God will only be pleased when we you know, perform at a certain level or get our act all together and get ourselves cleaned up and then we can come before him. For all of you who think that that is what the Lord is looking for, the good news is we're free from that. He comes to us not because somehow he's mistaken about just how needy we are, but exactly because he knows how deeply needy we are. He comes to us in that brokenness, in the, just that utterly deep poverty. And so this lets you be who you are before God. That's the good news. No masks, no pretending, not trying to put, put up a certain appearance and spending all of our energy in life trying to look a particular way to God. We just get to come before him exactly as we are and say, Lord, I, I can't do it. I need you. And it's right into that poverty that he comes and announces the good news. The Lord says, I know how broken you are. I know how needy you are. And so I come as your savior. That is good news. Uh, a second thing that Isaiah tells us about the Lord is that the Savior has come to heal the brokenhearted. We live in a broken world, and a broken world, it leads to broken hearts. And every one of us is in need of healing. And the good news is that Jesus, our Savior, has come to heal the brokenhearted. And it looks a little bit different for each one of us, just what that broken heart is, how we got it, how deep the wound might be, but he comes to heal. And especially now in, in a world that just, gosh, things just seem so crazy and so out of sorts, and the wounds are so great, and the, just the, the slice across every generation from young to old that seems to be struggling with life in a way that it didn't seem like we struggled this way even 10 years ago to every one of us whose hearts are in need of healing, the Lord comes to bring that gift of healing. And he can do it. And that's good news. The power of the Lord to heal our hearts is so great. And it's what he longs to do. And that, that act of the Savior is what Isaiah prophesied he would come to do. A third dimension of what the Savior comes to do, Isaiah tells us, is he comes to proclaim liberty to captives, release to prisoners. And that's us in our sins. In our brokenness, because life is so messy, all of us have our own particular favorite escapes, the things that we go to to find comfort, the things that we run to, to just shut out the stuff that we feel like we just can't deal with anymore. All of us have those things that we go to. 
and most of those things aren't any good for us. And it leads us into a place where the more that we run to them, the more enslaved we become to those things. And it gets to a point where, where a lot of us, we look at our life and we can't even imagine what life would be without those things. It's a scary thought. Like, you know it maybe in a little bit when Lent will come up early this year, because Advent was shorter and everything's kind of packed up. And you think about the stuff that maybe the Lord is tugging on your heart to give up and you're like, oh, I don't know that I can do that. Like, I maybe can't even see my life without my particular things for 40 days, let alone forever. But Jesus has come with power to bring freedom to the slave, release to the captive, to the prisoner. And he longs to do that in our hearts. And that's good news because we all know that we're not happy in that stuff. Whatever the particular thing is that we flee to and run to, how often do we say, after we go back into that place again, how often do we say, oh, it, it never brings what I thought it was going to bring me. And it can be gossip at work. It can be, it can be the classic stuff that leads to addiction, drinking, drugs. I mean, any, any particular sin can become the chain. It never brings us what we long for. But in all of this, the good news, the good news is that the Lord Jesus has come to bring freedom and release. These three areas that Isaiah, this great prophet of Advent, announces are areas the Lord wants to be at work in each of our lives. He comes to tell you, I know your woundedness. You don't have to hide that stuff from me. I, I, I've come to you because I know it's there. And he comes as our savior to heal broken hearts. And tonight he says to, to each of us, don't be afraid to give me your heart. Offer it to me, allow me to have your heart that I might heal it. And that's hard for some because making ourselves vulnerable to a world that's the source of that wound, we often wanna keep our hearts held back. And I think maybe there are some of you that you do that with God. And he says, don't be afraid to give me your heart that I might heal it. And he's come to bring us freedom. Every one of us needs, not, not just that the, 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 the thin forgiveness that, that eases my conscience for a bit so that I, I can go back out into sin, but the deep freedom from sin that allows us to experience the freedom of the children of God that we were made for. And this is what he's come to do. The angel said, behold, I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, all of us, every single one of us. This is what the Lord has come to bring. And tonight we get to celebrate the fact that he enters into our world to make all of this real. It's the beauty of our, of our Christian faith. And what we celebrate tonight, the birth of our Savior, it really happened. It's not just like a really nice thing that we made up. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if God loved us this much? Let's write a story about how much we wish God loved us. We didn't have to write that story. He, he did it. 
what we celebrate tonight really happened. And tonight I, I pray that for each of us we will be able to enter into that deep and, and great joy that God loves us so much that he's pursued us right into just the messiness of our lives in order to bring us his love, his love that heals, that sets us free, that just draws back out the dignity that was ours from when he first made us. Tonight, may each of us experience that great love the Lord has for us and know the joy that the angel proclaimed, good news of great joy that will be for all the people.